Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. We're hanging out here in our podcast studio with my lovely wife, soaking up some of this AC. Because, hey, it's hot in Mississippi now, right? We got some <laughs> sunshine. Beautiful Memorial Day weekend last week, Shell. Did it you have fun? Beautiful. Yeah. Was it long enough? No. You know, the back. It was a three day weekend. <laughs> you know, we, t- we took Monday off, too. We spent all Monday in the pool most of the day. Um, and, cooking uh, and in the pool. Yeah. And uh, I'm you- paying for it this week. <laughs> it always it puts you behind. You know, yeah. those three day weekends are great. But business don't stop. So that kind of, man, we've been in a bind this week, but we're climbing out. It's the weekend again. Yeah, we're not going to talk about and all the problems. What do you got going on this week? You got a wedding, a family, uh, family members getting wedding. So yes. you kind of, we're cooking up a bunch of food to take to that. Yeah. But I'm having to stay Just, behind because Michael's got a ball tournament and we're going to, man. So I'm, I've got to enjoy this AC today because at 9 a.m. I got to be at the ball <laughs> field and we're scheduled to play like every two hours. The last games are like at six p.m. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day tomorrow. And he had they they haven't lost any, so he would have to lose twice. To yeah, be out. they'd have yeah. to lose twice it's, to be eliminated. He's, their team's doing their little team's doing good yeah. for some nine and ten unders. So, um, do you want to talk about some stuff you cooked for Memorial Day first? You want to talk about the recipe, well, the video recipe this week? My favorite thing that I cooked last weekend was a crawfish bowl at, at David's fortieth yeah. birthday party. That was Man, Saturday. That was those crawfish were awesome. And that was the best crawfish cook, I've had all season. I cook barbecue all the time. I, I love it. Love eating it. But man, when you get to do and that, I guess is that the fourth bowl I've done this year, I think. I think so. Yeah. Third or fourth. It's about uh, getting into the season. Yeah. They were they were kind of tough when I was eating. If them. y'all are in the, the shells wire, that's what I'm saying. Soda County, North Mississippi area, there's a place I've been getting crawfish from. Uh, it's called Crawfish Haven in Horn Lake. I've got them there. Man, I started getting them there last year. Their crawfish are really good. They're the big select ones. I mean, I was surprised by how big those crawfish were. Um, they were huge. They were monsters. I mean, these were baby lobsters. And I, they were. But they soaked up all that flavor. You know, yeah. I, I got a little, uh, I, you know, I don't know where I learned that. I, you know, I, I kind of learned that technique from uh, Mark Williams' cousin from down in Louisiana, Denham Springs, I think is where he's from. And, you know, he kind of. It's it's all about getting your water flavored right, getting all your seasoning in there, boiling the crawfish, and they don't only boil this time of year, like three minutes, but it's all about that soak time, getting that water temp drop down. You want it around 150, and you need to let them crawfish soak 20, 30 minutes, and then we dump them in a dry cooler, and I don't re-season them, man. I hate well, I hate eating crawfish where all that season is dumped on the outside, mm-hmm. and all it does is burn your, burn your lips, burn your hands. It stays on you. You got to get that flavor on the inside. And soaking them in that cooler water is what makes them so good. And those this weekend, the heads were full of, I mean, that's where all your flavor is. They were the best. The tails peel out because I put a little butter and vinegar in the pot. But, man, they weren't, they, I don't like them set you on fire. I like spice, but I want to be able to eat crawfish and enjoy it. Yeah. And these, we got we pounded them. It yeah. Was, I think I took 70 pounds for, it, was, it wasn't a very big party. And uh, Yeah, it was two sacks, right? There was just the right amount. I think by the time we left, there was just, you know, if you'd been drinking a few more beers, you probably could have polished them yeah. off. So that was, and that was it. But I, I, I enjoy that. I like that. the crawfish like? that are more medium size you instead like, of the big ones. I like a mixture. I like a mixture of mediums and big ones. Yeah. Because I like getting that claw meat out. And these had plenty of you, you, I mean, we were pulling claw meat out of these. I mean, mm-hmm. they, was, they were really good. A lot of times as that season goes on, 
where we are, you know, crawfish ages, the shell gets harder and then it molts. So that's where you get your soft shell crawfish. But this time of year, they're starting to get to that hard stage. And so that's why crawfish season tapers off. Um, but these are still just perfect. I mean, we may yeah. have There was a another, few that I felt that were the shells were starting to get tough. You got three more like, weeks. This is probably our last. <laughs> you got three more weeks, but there's ponds over in Arkansas now. And so their crawfish start coming in a little later in Louisiana Pond. So we still, these crawfish places are still sourcing them, you know, on through the summer. Have you tried, have you ever tried the Arkansas? Yeah, they're good. They they're are. Really good, yeah. yeah. I mean, can you I, tell I, a difference? I mean, I don't know if I can tell a difference in taste because I cook them all, you know, I cook yeah, them. I got my recipe down. Them, yeah. But, but, um, you just tell a difference in the, the, how hard the shell is at different times of year. Like if you get those Arkansas, if, if you do see Arkansas crawfish early in the season, you, they're always so, you know, that you can't hardly cook them long at all in the bowl because they just go to nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're like two minute bowls and then you soak them for 15 minutes instead because the shell gets so soft. So you got to have some, you know, it's got to have a little know, firmness yeah. to it to, to cook them the way we do. But, um, we probably need to do a, a video recipe on your crawfish Man, method. Hey, I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm down. Let's I'm going to get old Mark yeah. to come up. I bet, I could, I bet we could talk his cousin to coming up. You know, he'd come up and cook the, Cook, help Mark cook at his birthday thing here a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. They were good, and too. And I thought those were the best crawfish I'd had all season. Until this past Until weekend. Until this past weekend. Those were good. The, uh, Beat them out just by hair. At Mark's Crawfish Bowl, they cooked, man, I forget how many pounds was. <laughs> it was probably I it was like two, seven or eight or... sacks or something like that. You know, 30, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good bit of – they were gone in an hour. Yeah. I mean, we they were just – man, there were some crawfish eaters there. You kept telling him, Mark. That's way too many crawfish. Yeah, I nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna eat that many. But little did I know. I guess I shouldn't tell everybody to come to his party. <laughs> <laughs> no, he there weren't that you. many people yeah. there. There weren't that many people there. But man, they they pounded them. There was a lot. There was fifty people there. Was it 50, 60 people there? I got into the fireball that yeah. day. That was a good day. So my favorite thing you cooked this weekend was the tri tip. Yeah. Out so of everything we cooked, that was the most impressive. I did. I did. I did those tri tips. Um, Back, it's been it's been a month or uh, several months ago. Uh, uh, Jordan, well, we did Ke- a Jordan, and Kevin had sent me some up from the butcher shop down in Pensacola, and they've been getting that A nine meat. And when I did that video, he, you know, I'd been I'd ordered some brisket from him to, for a comp, and he said, "Man, I got these A nine tri tips, same brand as the brisket. Do you want to, you know, you want to try them out?" So I said, "Heck yeah, I'm not going, you know, turn those down. I never cooked the A nine tri tip, so I did the recipe with them, and they were just fantastic." Well, a few weeks later, I'd ordered a bunch of stuff for competition. He said, I sent you a little present, you know, for placing an order or whatever. And it was, it was two more of them tri tips. And I, I was like, well, you know, I just did a video on it. So I put them in the freezer and I saw them in there, uh, back. Hold on. I'm about to have a, a wire come loose here. If I can catch it. Excuse y'all bear with me. But anyway, I saw them in the freezer this weekend. I think it was Friday. I was getting some, putting the corn in for the crawfish bowl I bought. And I said, <laughs> I'm going to take these tri tips out and thaw them out. And so I cooked those. Was it Monday? Mm. We done we done so much cooking over the weekend. I don't know. It was Sunday or Monday. But Maybe I was like, Monday. I'm gonna do these different. I didn't do like a traditional grilled tri tip or Santa Maria. I just fired up a pellet grill. Um, I had I had some seasoning in the. I, just, I try to use up my seasons. I have, uh, you know, so they don't get old. And so I opened up the cabinet and I saw some of Big Papa's cash cow. And then he, I had some double secret of his in there. And then there was a little bit of Cosmos that he left of some of his Texas cow cover. So I said, I'm going to hit the, you know, I'm going to sweat these brisk, uh, the tri-tips with a little of the cash cow for about 30 minutes. And man, they slick over that, that whatever's in that. I don't know what he's got in it, but it, it brings out a beef flavor. It's, I guess it's got some kind of, 
beef seasoning or, um, you know, like a, almost like a dehydrated beef stock or broth in it. But man, it really makes it beefy. So I sweated it down. It kind of marinated itself sitting there for 30 minutes. Then I hit it with the two seasonings, fired up the Traeger to 250 and just threw them on there, put an internal probe in it. And I was like, I'm not searing them. I'm just going to cook them and we're going to slice them up and eat them. Mm -hmm. The plan was just to eat them cold, you know, because this time of year, it don't have to be hot cut on the grill. Cold beef's good, like when you're making a beef board, uh, a cheese board or yeah. something like that. And so but we the did, first one, the yeah. first one I brought in, I rested them for 30 minutes. We was in and out of the pool or whatever. So I had them sitting on the counter and then I sliced it up and I told you, I was like, sure, you got to try this. <laughs> I was like, this is pandemonium. I mean, and so the first one, just going in and out of the house, I think we all just kind of snacked on it and ate it. It was the, gone. The other yeah. one I wrapped up. And put in the fridge. So now we've got one to slice for some cold tri-tip. Yeah. To serve. Let's with, do to that. serve it kind of like a on a charcuterie board, you yeah. know? We're gonna have some other meat cured meats and stuff there, and then we've got some smoked tri-tip. Let's do that. But today. man, the flavor on it. That was so easy and so good. Uh that so is it prime beef? What is it exactly? Oh, it's A9. It's, it's A9. It, it, yeah, okay. it's Australian A9. Okay. I guess it's New so Zealand it's almost or Australia. Like a- Wagyu? It is. Yeah. It is. It's a high, one of the highest grades they're getting. Okay. Same as the same as these two hundred dollar briskets we're ordering. Same same company same, label. Yeah. They just they they he's ordering. I've seen some of the. Uh, he's put pictures. Have you have you checked out Kevin's Facebook page where he's posting pictures Not of these ribeyes? There's a nine ribeyes. I can't imagine eating one. You couldn't eat one. Let's order some. Well, it's like the tri tip. You couldn't eat all that. You couldn't eat a pound of the tri tip. There's yeah. no way. It's too rich. It was so good. You know, th- we've bought a lot of like, you know, high end meats over the years. Just competition barbecue almost demands it, you know? Right. So we've tried a lot of different high end chickens, high end pork. You can tell a huge difference in the high end beef. Like it is worth the money a- by far. The best one. Before we had these A9 tri-tips, the best one I ever had come from Matador. Yes. And we cooked those. I think it was a Kendall came and did yes. a video with us. And it still had a nice fat cap on the bottom of it. And that, that's like, man, this is the, this tri-tip here is awesome. Yes, it just didn't taste. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it just tasted, to me, it tastes like beef. Yes. Like really good, yeah. decadent. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so like, good. you know, we talk then- about that really perfect. <laughs> We talk about that really perfect bite of uh, beef, you know. Yeah. That, that those t- that those tri tips were are up there. Oh man! They're, oh yeah, like the one bite. That's one of those. You go back to could you give up beef? And we've said this before. It's yeah. like man, if it tastes like that, ain't no way I give it up. <laughs> It'll hurt. It might be better than bacon. I don't know. Bacon's good. So, what temperature did you take it to? I set my probe alarm for like one twenty eight. Okay. And I had a dot in it, and it took it. I would say 45 minutes is all it was on the smoker. It wasn't on there long. I didn't flip it. I didn't do nothing. I just put a probe in the thick end of it, brought it in, and arrested it. And before I sliced it, it, it sat there for, I think it might have been 45. I know it was at least 30 minutes, at least a half hour. It could have been 45 minutes. Yeah. But over the course of the- we had a bunch of other food yeah, and everything. There were people several people over, over there, yeah. and I just had it set out and covered up. And Man, the juice is on the board. Because for one, it don't lose a lot of juice when you rest it like that. And whatever did come out, you could just sop a piece up through mm-hmm. it. And I had some, man, I had like some Kroger private selection brand chimichurri that was just in the refrigerator. And I put that in a bowl and set it out to eat with it. It goes, I mean, beef and chimichurri like that. Just, I don't care if it's a store bought one. It's so good. Yeah. 
It I think was, it's called a chimichurri finishing sauce that Kroger has. If you if you look uh, for their private, private selection, selection brand, that's good. Uh, that's a good, good. Yeah, I mean, I made chimichurri. It's a lot of daggum chopping. Yeah. I mean, you got to chop you know, a couple heads of parsley and cilantro and all the fresh stuff that goes in it. You do a lot of chopping just to make a dipping sauce. And Michael, Cook, fresh is better. I have to say. Um, Maybe it's because I hadn't had a hot dog in a very long time, <laughs> but Michael cooked some hot dogs and uh, they were really good. Man, I forget what brand it was I bought. They had, you we know, we had a hot dog bar. Yeah. You, <laughs> you got kids, you got to have hot dogs. But I bought, um, I want to say, is it Hebrew National that I bought? There was all beef, quarter pound hot dog. They were, man, they were like six bucks for a pack of hot dogs. I said, I'm getting them though. They look good. And they were. And he did, you know how he did those? He threw them on that Traeger when I had the I had the tri tips going. He, he just put that's his grill. Yeah, he, he he's claimed my Traeger and Timberline, but he, uh, he 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 fired it up for him. I told him what to put it on, and he went out there and put those hot dogs on and set him a timer. And he go back, he's checking hot dogs every ten minutes. I was like, <laughs> How long does it take to cook a hot dog on a Traeger? At two fifty, it took a while. It did. I mean, it, it was thirty minutes. Yeah, probably. they had good 25, flavor. They weren't anyway. too charry, but they still had a grill if flavor. You like, they're good. Yeah, if, if you if you like your hot dogs blistered up and all that, they're not going to do that. Yeah, but it warms them through and it gets a little bit of that smoke flavor on the outside. They taste really good yeah. on, on the on the grill. I like the or smoker. The, just the regular, the cheaper ones that y'all had. Just the old ninety nine cent. Yeah, pack, the bar, circle. What are those circle B hot dogs? I think I made two, like two <laughs> different ways. Man, I was like a slaw. It would, no, we didn't have slaw. We had a kraut dog. I yeah. went like New York style. Boar's head sauerkraut, a little mustard, and that was it. No mayonnaise? No, we wouldn't do mayonnaise. Do you, you do eat mayonnaise on hot dog too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You, had, you broke out something I'd never seen. Was it called ketchup paste? Or mayo chup? Mayo yeah. chup. It's good. That's a good gimmick. <laughs> so ketchup good. mayonnaise blended. It's like Kraft, I think, makes it. It's called Hines. mayo chup. Hines, Hines. yeah. It's a mayo chup. Michael likes it. You know what it reminded me of? If it had some sriracha, it would be some yum yum sauce. Yeah, it's similar. It would be yeah. just like that that you eat sushi with. Or, no, it's not. It's a hibachi. They serve, you know how they serve the two sauces? Yeah, it's the yum yum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's similar. exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, if you add some sriracha, you got yum yum. There you go, Heinz. There's another sauce to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I saw they have a ranch chup or something. No, man. Yeah. Or, That's getting out there. I, I thought so, too. That's not. But that was we had a, we had a great Memorial Day and yeah. you know hope so everybody else did. This week we released a video. Um, it's actually in the process of being uploaded right now. I'm running a day behind. Um, but we did a video of the Memphis in May ribs. That was a really good video. I'm glad I you mean, like it. It was. It took me so. Long it showed. I know how hard it was. I know how hard it was to film. Mm-hmm. Because you can imagine we were out there, and I don't want to get too much about Memphis and May, but we were out there for three days. The day we did that was like the biggest crowd day. Yeah. So people were coming in, and we were, you know, talking to folks the whole time, and then we're trying to keep it together and shoot the video. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to look. I mean, we were because <laughs> we just did it right in our tent, right in the middle of everything, and had the grill right out there. And- well, we shot the intro, you know, the first part, like in the front part of the tent. But as the day went on, we had to move to the back of the tent. This went on all it. day. Yeah. It felt like it was all day. By the end of it, I was beat. Yeah. And then the next day we had judging, which we did a little more. Well, we do the outro kind of, or I call it the outro. We closed it up the next yeah. day. And, and my favorite thing is little pro- clips at the end. Yeah. That was, that was a good part. You may see somebody famous on there. Did you slip in? <laughs> yeah, you did. Didn't you? Dave Grohl. He could stop by and hang out with us for a little while. Fighters and Nirvana fame and barbecue Turns fame. out he's into barbecue. Yeah. So, hey, 
He watches Malcolm's videos. Yeah. It was nice to meet him. You acted like, what's up, Dave? He's a cool guy. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Fanned out. I had to just dismiss myself, walk around back. But Memphis, yeah, so our scores weren't. We got our scores this week, and we knew we were 33rd. They killed us in tenderness. That's what got us. I, our parents, we knew. We, we, knew. we had the appearance, the presentation, the area, all that was tinned out. The, uh, but the ribs we cooked Friday that we did the video on did not have the tenderness issue. See, that's what I was going to – I had that as one of my notes. Everybody thought that those practice run ribs that we were did better. And you know, you know how many times that's got me at Memphis? We've been there before, and we've practiced shoulders. And we said, oh, we're going to do our full run through, you know, the day before. And, and those, I don't know what it yeah. is. I mean, you know what I should have done was I should have put up a blind box worth those two or three slabs of those the practice ribs and reheat them and turn them in. But I mean, so the difference, and I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the humidity, maybe it was the airflow, whatever. But the the texture on the top of the rib was better the day before than it was on the actual go day on comp test day. And it got us. I mean, we had nines and tenderness and when you get nines and tenderness, you put you at 33rd. I mean, it could have been worse, but that's what got us. The margin for error is so small there because you you know, everybody's on their A game. Everybody's doing whatever they can to win. Overall, we were happy with it. I know I can do better. Yeah. And so, so we got to go back to the drawing board, fix our fix our tenderness a little bit, and that might mean wrapping a little bit earlier or spritzing them a little more often. But it was just, just one of those things. It, yeah, cooking them. Yeah, cooking them all. See, that was that that was the big kicker. All those ribs we did for the video, we cooked on Jolene. Now for Saturday, we had to clean her up. We knew we were going to show on her, so it's hard to you can't really cook on them and show on it because it would have been too the grill would have been too mm-hmm. hot. You couldn't have you know we couldn't have got it. So you kind of. At Memphis, we knew we need cooking grill, we need show grill. Well, that just tells me, Shell, I got to order another jam box. We've already had this conversation. <laughs> I want the double barrel. I want the one. T- hey, Tuffy won with it. Maybe we can win with it. Maybe it'll bring us some luck. What do you think? Put me um, on the spot. We'll talk about it. Was it harder than you thought it was? It doesn't matter what I say. Was the video harder? Yeah. It was a lot harder than what. It was a lot. Did you, it's we, easier. We decided it that week, like a Tuesday, the Tuesday or Wednesday. Because we weren't going to release one. Yeah. We were like, doing, uh, we were eating lunch and we were like, you know what? We're going to shoot a video at Memphis and May yeah. of the rib recipe. Or yeah, it was your aha idea. moment. Yeah. yeah. So was, was like, it harder just, than you expected it to when you first suggested it? Yes. Because in my mind, I saw it flowing like something at the house. Yeah. Where, you know, it's just kind of me and you. I mean, we were gonna have, I knew we were going to have some help because there was so many slabs of ribs and Mark was helping us out. Yeah. But um, it was a lot harder than what I thought it would yeah. be. Because there's so much going on. And, and we were doing turn-ins, too. Like, we did we our did, seafood turn-in. Every, yeah, every one of them. And we did another turn-in that day, too. Emily and had her turn-in. Um, seafood, pork, beef, exotic were yeah. all right there in the middle of that rib video. And now thinking about it. That's I would have loved to have had videos of those too, or at least yeah, yeah. docs of them or something. Or a little, I mean, not to go in the rib video, but a separate, you know, ancillary. Here's how yeah. ancillary runs. I just think, I think the insight. So, I mean, yeah, of course, in this video, you get to see the recipe of what we did, but it also kind of gives you an insight of how much work and what it takes to do Memphis and May. I mean, you could see the setup. You could see, you know, what we go through. You could see kind of. All the grills. Uh, all the grills. and the how, John and the a little, Even a little bit of the presentation at the end. I thought that was cool how you threw that in there. And you made you made it look a lot better than it probably actually was that day. I know it was kind of chaos, but it was good. It was yeah. really good. So, um, 
I think I think people are going to like that video. I hope so. I hope they cook the recipe and, it took and, a lot of time. and judge it themselves. Um, how many? So you know, we've got a lot of rib recipes. We got a lot, we got a couple competition rib recipes. There's how a, many different competition rib recipes do you have in your tool belt? Man, mine is that a thing? Tool belt. Yeah, a repertoire. <laughs> repertoire. repertoire. Yeah, there you go. Well, the, you know, we change in and out flavors. But usually it's depending on what, what kind of contest it's I'm cooking or where it's at. That's the main thing. I mean, they're all, you know, a little bit spicy, a little bit sweet, a little bit savory. But I plug and play stuff. And that's, that's I mean, like, you know, we, for for St. Louis ribs in a KCBS contest, we sweeten them up a whole lot more and pull back on some of the heat, you know. And then for Memphis and May, we finish them with more of a sweet glaze just to where they'll be real pretty on the outside yeah. and because we're showing them on the grill and those judges are tasting. You're trying to stand out a little bit more at Memphis. So they're just different styles. I mean, I've got – our rib recipes went so many, you know, and over the course of the years. I mean, I've, we've been doing this, man, so long. I mean, we've been doing it almost 20 years of yeah. cooking ribs different ways for con- for comps. That's just not, you know, trying to come up with different flavor. Like you This know, is just comp recipes. Yeah, comp yeah. recipes. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I've got a bunch. I can go back, and usually I have them all wrote down. That Maybe one of these days – I don't know. That's probably several computers and lost files, but I think oh, yeah. I got a lot of them on a, on like a hard drive. I try to keep all that stuff, but when we tweak them and then that, that didn't even include Waylon's recipes. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, the first one that we did on, it was actually on TV, um, on that food network challenge we did back in 06 that you that know, one was totally, that, that was a, that rip was out there, man. It had jerk season on it, it had Greek season on it. Then you yeah, wash Waylon it off and to- then. You make crazy. And, and that was kind of the evolution of our rub. First rub, we come out with the kind of form that the barbecue rub come off of that because he, I mean, he had all different kinds of, that's where the three paprikas come from and the different sugars and it had tomato powder and it had, man, he just had a 31. It was, it was so many ingredients in it. You couldn't even get it bottled because I was like, man, you don't want to know what this will cost, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we would spend, I mean, that's why we would probably spend over. I don't know, close to 200 bucks on ingredients to make a rub for a contest. That's crazy. Huh? That's really crazy. Yeah. Looking back on it now, it could be so much easier. Now we just opened the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still layering stuff and you're still getting that effect. Yeah, but there's so many commercial rubs nowadays that could do anything you want. Yeah, they you know, yeah. go any way you want. That's if right. you want a little more heat, you got a lot of options. You want to, you know, you want to go into a pecan or a maple or whatever direction. Fruit flavor. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got it. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, you layer them anyway, so you're you're creating your own combination. You're creating your own flavors anyway, even though you're buying commercially. That's right. That's rubs. right. You're making it your unique profile. Yeah. Um. So you do cook different methods for different style contests. Oh we yeah. Kind of talked about that. In different style ribs, you know, because Memphis is all about the baby back mm-hmm. rib. When you go to the the loin, or the the spare rib or the St. Louis cut, it's different. What did um. When Heath came over and sh- shared his competition recipe, that was a great video. Yeah. It's, it's gotten like 2 million views or something. W- was it a spare or was it a baby back? I think it was spare. Spare ribs we did on, on the video, but he, um, the ones he, like Memphis and May, he does baby backs and the NBNs, he does all baby backs. So yeah. his kind of translates over Both to ways. what he uses. And yeah. he does, he does a lot of layering of the flavors with his, his rub. Yeah. He does a lot. Flavors. Yeah. So he's got like a sweet rub, then he's got the cherry rub, and then he's got, 
I think he uses he uses the pecan on there. And maybe the garlic jalapeno. Yeah, the garlic jalapeno. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he, it's a unique taste in rib. Yeah, he. We need to get Heath back on and do. Then he another. uses the butter bath and the wrap, yeah. which is kind of different than what we. You know, yeah. I, I like. I've always just used parquet. This butter bath's good. I mean, we've used it before. It puts a lot of liquid in there. Yeah, and I guess I mean that breaks them down, but. Maybe I should have used butter. I <laughs> need to find out what Jay put in his room. I bet, I Jay bet told, told he just put me. vinegar sauce and hot rub. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think in uh He did Tennessee oh, he Mojo. Not, he might not want me telling everybody what he did. But he I think it was like a honey habanero type. Anyway, <laughs> I've had some deep discussions with him over a few Coors Lights, and I think I got his recipe. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Yeah, but you got to execute it. That's and then right. you got to get lucky. You know, you yeah. really do have to get lucky down there. There's a, a, a not much difference between, you know, your fourth place That's right. and your 40th. You think we could talk Jay into coming and doing a, a rib cooking his Memphis May recipe? Heck yeah. Let's do he it. do it. That'd be a good 4th of July one to put out. Yeah, Labor we just got to get it get done. Yeah. I don't think you realize how soon 4th of July is coming. Yeah, it's coming. Um. You know, there, there was one scene where you actually are using a plastic fork to stir your sauces and stuff. That's very, like, competition style. Oh, yeah. You grab whatever you have. <laughs> I don't think I had a spoon there. Or a whisk. Or a yeah. whisk, yeah. It's like, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We make it do. <laughs> and there was music in the background and people yelling oh, man, and talking. I didn't think about that. Cause, uh, I, I, the copyright infringement yeah. thing. I don't. I think we're good. There's nothing like blatant. You could just hear like, boom, boom, yeah. You know? So it wasn't like somebody could say that was my song. Yeah. And it was. I hope so. You know. Cardi B's not going to put a claim. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. That's a real thing. Heck yeah. Well, you know that the artists don't do it. They have a program that yeah. scans them. Because if if you put anything on a video, like they can run it through it and analyze it, and I guess it's looking just like I bet it's something like Shazam that yeah. they can run on your video some kind of way. And they just and if they hear it, they'll put a turn it loose yep. on YouTube. And That's right. Anything that comes back, they let you know, and they put a claim on it. Yep. But I can understand if he's trying to use it, but yeah. Um. But you kind of got the true Memphis in my experience a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's a whole lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just that, that that made it look fun and easy. <laughs> it did. Oh, you guys had a good time. <laughs> Oh. And there was, you know, you could see the ice machine in the port of John back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. I can't wait till next year. I'm ready now. Last week I said, no, I'm ready to cook again. I was like, we're never doing this again. What? This year? Yeah, for like a day. Oh. I get depressed. Because you don't win. <laughs> I get depressed like a day or two after. <laughs> well, you're tired. Postpartum. Yeah, you're tired. <laughs> barbecue <laughs> depression. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Yeah, postpartum barbecue depression. I mean, it takes so much out of it. I got the cure for that. It's called pool therapy. Exactly. Now I'm ready to go. Boat drinks and sunshine. Hey, we did break out the margarita machine last year, last week too. I made some, I guess you call them bushwhackers. It's kind of a cross between a pina colada and a rum cream drink. Yeah, used rum cream in it. It's good. Regular Appleton rum. Um. So I always ask, was, <laughs> is there anything you do different? Get them more tender. I know for the actual video. Oh, no. That yeah. recipe. I thought that was pretty cool. Representation of what it did. I mean, yeah. it was, the, we had a lot of ribs and we were like, we're nobody's, we're not going to be able to give, get rid of all these ribs. <laughs> I wish you got a clip of that. Gone. We, 
Because you know, how many up. slabs was it? So what I didn't show was that we cooked nine more racks that day too, but because um, there's some guys there that that do a lot of work. Some of the workers there, and they, you know, they and I guess they ask other teams to do it too, but they had to feed their crews, and so they, um, you know, they've got over the years. We always cook for them, if, you know. If we got some, they got a couple teams. We got a grill going. We'll yeah. we'll throw some ribs on for them or whatever. So I had I cooked nine more racks that day, so it was twenty four full racks. It was fifteen and nine. Is that twenty? Yeah, that's twenty four. And we ran them on uh, pellet grills. Cooked them on a, a Traeger. Um, I forget which one it was. The eight eighty. What's that one? The Ironwood. Yeah. And the Gorilla Silverback. Mark brought his Silverback, and we cooked those nine racks on those two grills. And um, we cut them all up. I gave the those guys theirs wrapped whole, but we made two was it two or three big pans of of ribs, and we set I them mean, out like over like a and, pan of ribs. Yeah, full. and those I mean they were within an hour or two they were just gone. Yeah, people coming by anybody come by we set out plates. We was like man come on in say hi and grab, try a rib. Yeah, you might make the video. I wish we'd got we didn't get any footage of that. It was so crazy at that <laughs> yeah. point, and yeah. It starts that getting crazy cool. and people coming in. Somebody was like, you need to get footage of people eating the ribs. And I, it just didn't happen. Yeah. But it was fun. That's one thing I'd do different. I'd get some more footage. There was some people that came in and were like, oh, okay, I'll try a rib. And they made the rounds and came back. Yeah, came back. <laughs> Got to get one of these ribs again. They were really, really good. Yep. Everybody talked about how great those ribs on Friday night were. So Even Wayland thought they were better texture-wise. He thought yeah. the actual contest ribs – the flavor, I don't, you know, it's weird. The flavor was, I thought the flavor was a little better on Saturday. See, I didn't but like I thought the, the tenderness was better, and they were the same. So you never know. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's the nature of barbecue. So. What, are we, what else are we talking about today? Water pan cooking? Is that water what it pan was? cooking. Or water pan smoking. Or yeah. smoking with water pans. Well, we've been getting a lot of questions. Uh, guys ask me about, you know, what, if they should use a water pan, why I don't use a water pan sometimes. Or or just you know I just want, so I just want to give some info on yeah. it. Um, what is a water pan? Well, a water pan to me a water pan smoker is a smoker that has a firebox chamber where you, where your heat comes from, and then it's it separates the cook chamber by a water pan, and it can be just like a vessel that drops down in. It could be an actual pan. Uh, some of them are made into it, and um, what that does. So are some of them removable? Yeah, some of them are removable, and the smaller ones, the bigger ones, are usually fixed. Um, Two two brands that come to my mind real quick water pans that everybody knows backwards. is the Weber the Weber Smoky Mountain. It has the removable water pan and the backwoods, and some of their smaller models, even uh, Mark Lambert's Little Red Box. It's a smaller version of an older yeah. backwoods model. They have those have removable water pans because they're smaller. And when you get into the larger models of backwoods, uh, their hog cookers and you know the competitors and some of those models, that, the water pan's fixed in; it's welded in. What about like the party and and stuff? Those like that? have removable. That would really yeah, they're removable, yeah. depending on what options you get. But so what the water does, it does two things. Um, as the fire heats up in the fire chamber, and you know, you burn your coals, you're adding your wood, it's heating that water up. Water boils at 212. So as it boils, it evaporates. And so it's mixing with the smoke and the heat transfer throughout the cook chamber and it's creating a moist cooking environment. So it's harder to dry food out in a water cooker, um, because of that moisture in there. Now, the second thing it does is it acts as a heat sink. Because that water heats up and gets to 212, or whatever's close to that water is not much hotter than that. 
And so typically in those smokers, the closer you are to the water, the closer you are to 212. And the higher you go up in the smoker, when you're getting away from that water source, that's where your heat's really rolling out typically. It's hotter on those racks. And that's kind of the backwoods design. The heat flows down in it, flows, you know, up from heat, residual heat from the water pan, from the water boiling, evaporating, um, heats it up, and then it's got other heat that flows in from the side vents. But typically, it's just a moist cooking environment. It's great to me for cooking pork. I mean, I think water smokers are some of the best pork cookers that you can use um, because it's hard to dry them out. Um, the negative thing, the biggest negative to it is it doesn't build great bark because it's so moist in there. So there's kind of a give and take. If, if you're a fan of cooking with water or, you know, you, you have a water smoker, um, it's harder to build that really good bark that, that I, that I like on barbecue. Um, for comps, you know, there's guys that have been real super successful. Memphis, I don't know to tell you how many Memphis and Mays have been, uh, one on a oh, backwards yeah. water, water smoker. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I remember one I, time know. Tuffy was cooking beside us, and he said, I'm not coming back to Memphis without a backwards. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it was for yeah. a long time. For a long time. But what I've noticed over the years, that's kind of changed. Guys have got away from it. As we've increased cook temperature, you know, back then, everybody was wanting to cook at 225. Water smokers were super. Low, super low. They were, they, and they're, they're great for that because that the heat sinking ability of it, the, the ability to kind of block the major. You can't get that yeah. hot. Right. If the water's in there. It, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to help you control it. Now you can take a water smoker and make it a dry smoker by putting a substrate in there, like sand, gravel, you know, loose rocks, a volcanic rock, things like that. That'll act as a heat sink in it. And it won't burn. And well, it helps you absorb some of the heat and just keep a radiant heat. So you don't need a bit as big a fire. That's the whole thing with those. Okay. So it doesn't get away from you. Now it'll, if you put the same kind of fire like you would if it had water in it, man, it's going to roll. It's going to, you know, cause that's heat, a conductor. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's going to, it's going to hold that heat. It's going to, your fire's still going to go. So usually people are using those if they're wanting to try to get a drier bark and they're wanting to burn less of fire, you know, lower BTUs and get the, once you get that substrate hot, it holds temperature. And so you don't need as much fire to keep it where you want it. But as, you know, barbecue, especially comp barbecues, kind of evolved into a, a, a little bit faster, a little bit hotter temps, um, you see the water smokers go away. And now, the jambos are the way to go now. Yeah, well, that just that's the one that's winning, you know. People are killing it on stick burners. And they're cooking now, at 300. Two, yeah, and they're cooking at 275, 300 degrees. And they're doing well with it. So it's kind of changed. And it's always evolving. Yeah. It's going to change from oh, yeah. that. There's going to be something else. Well, it's always with me, evolving. you know, so, and some guys even add a water, like a, a a vessel of water in, say, a jambo, or they'll put a little bit in the bottom of it. Now, is that adding, like, true moisture to that pit? I don't think so. I think what it's doing now, it, it makes cleaning it out easy if you put a little in the bottom of it. Um, but – like when you put a pan of water right over by the firebox, of course you're going to cook that water and it's going to boil out. But is it really going to add a lot of humidity to that smoker? There's so much airflow and so much heat coming through it at 300 degrees. It's really not. I mean, you're better off basting every 30 minutes yeah. than you are trying to keep a little bowl of water in there. I don't think it's necessary. I think the really, the, the, the biggest advantage of cooking with water like that is being able to cook low and slow with it. Now, it, 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 the worst thing you can do is let it run dry because I've seen that happen. I mean, oh, I remember, I remember one uh, spring fest we were That's cooking. Um, 
right beside uh, Sweet Smile of Mine, Mark and his team, uh, and they were gone for the night. And their hog guy had fell asleep, or you know, he, partied a little too hard. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And their hog cooker completely ran dry. We got there the next morning. I said something's wrong. I walked you know? out of the truck and I was like, somebody's back. Well, first you know dry. the smell. Yes, there's when, a when smell. You, when, you, when you're around a water smoker and it goes dry, whatever drippings have dripped out are starting to burn in there because that fat's accumulating in that water pan. And once it reaches flash point, you're, you got a fire inside your cook chamber. And that's what will totally ruin some barbecue. It's dangerous. It happened It'll beside us at Memphis and May one year. Yeah. Some guys were cooking on one. And about burnt their tent down. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't know, for Jamie and Mark jumping over there, and, and they had to put a fire extinguisher to it to put it out, just stick a water hose in the top, because what happened was when when it's closed up and you get all that grease dripping, there's no water in it, so it's just grease accumulating. The fire's right below it; it gets it hot enough to fire, and it's just got enough oxygen to let it burn there. But once you open a door or you give it some oxygen, man, you've got a fireball. It's an inferno. And so that makes them a little more that on happened, the dangerous side, that I would say. That tuna cook to um, two sauce to pork. I've seen time. that happened. I've seen it personally happen three times that come, or four, I guess four times come to mind. And they've, it's all been disastrous results. Yeah. Memphis and May had happened to us uh, beside us one time, natural born grillers. Night guy oh, let a, yeah. that was a gravity fed one, but, had, but it did have water, water in it. And um, I've seen it happen to a hog. I've seen it happen to rib cookers. I mean, that's. It's a usually it ends with a fire extinguisher or water and half burning a tent down. I mean, you know, <laughs> it'll it, ruin the cooker. It will, especially well, if you go to throw, you know, putting fire extinguisher in your cooking chamber. You, you know, yeah, oh yeah. People don't think about it, but when you've got a ton of meat now, say a rib's going to drip enough out to do that, maybe not. But when you've got a smoker, a big smoker, loaded up with you know, say eight pork butts. And they're rendering, they're raining down fat on there, and it gets out of water. That's a lot of that's a lot of grease ready to ready to burn. So it's really dangerous. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a very distinctive smell. My problem, I mean, and I do. You know, we we cooked with uh, a backwoods competitor and old hickory for a long time on our trailer. We would start our pork out, um, our butts out on the water smoker, get that smoke flavor in there because you knew you weren't going to um, overcook them. And then when it comes time to wrap them. We would put them on the dry heat and we'd finish on the dry heat because we could set a bark fast. It's harder to set a bark on a water smoker. It's not impossible, but it takes longer, you know. So a lot of, a lot of times you don't even have to wrap on a water smoker because you know you're not going to dry it out. You don't have to baste as much, uh, because of that moist environment, but it's, it takes, you know, when, when we, when I can set a bark in 20, 30 minutes on an old hickory on dry heat or on a jambo, it would take me an hour, hour and a half on a backwoods because of that, you know. Yeah. Try, either you got to run the temp up, you got to raise up, you know, you got to come up to the hottest point of the cooker to set a bark up there, or you can try to pull the water pan and control the heat, but that's a whole different ball game too because you can run risk burning it up at that point. Well, but it'll work. I mean, you can you can eventually set a bark on it. Well, let's talk about just your average backyard cooker. You know, whatever it is, um, a dry cooker, a lot of people, there was a thing, you know, years ago where you always had to add a water pan to give you moist barbecue. And there's still people that email us all Want the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, Why it's a thing. Why aren't you smoking with a water pan? I always heard that you're supposed to do that. To get moist barbecue. Same reason I don't smoke my wood anymore. We didn't, why, we didn't know any better, right? I mean, you know, I didn't yeah. know any better. We used to soak, we used to soak wood chips or soak our sticks of wood or chunks of wood 
just to put moisture in them to think we had to make them smoke more because it does you know you put a lot of moisture in wood it's got to get that moisture out before it's going to burn so it's got to smoke and the same thing was with the water pan um some cookers are designed they need it to help check the wood the, the, the heat back that's the main thing with them if if you have a smoker and it has a water pan it comes with a water pan you need to use that water pan because it's it's a heat it's more of a heat sink than it is adding moisture to your cooker. Now, what it does, it helps control that temperature. It's going to keep it down low enough to where you're not going to screw up at home. Without it, you, I guarantee if you don't put the water pan in there, it's probably going to run 400 degrees, and it's going to be cooking super hot. Yeah. You know, that's, well, I know in Lambert, in his red box, he'll pull the water pan out and use it to cook like chicken. Yeah, you know? but he control. what you'll notice, though, he controls the coals. He don't build too big a fire. So if you cook without it, yeah, you can. of course you can do it. On a backwoods, you can do it. You, but you don't put cooking ribs on it like that. No, and yeah. you know, uh, Mr. Danny, uh, Tuscumbia River Bottom Barbecue, he cooks his brisket on the backwoods, but he takes his, he starts it with, uh, I think it's a G2, uh, G2 party or something that he uses, but he starts out without water and only puts a handful of coals in there and his smoke. And he's driving it with lower heat because he's got, a, it, it pulls so good in that cooker that you don't need a lot of coals without the water pan. And if he would build a normal fire, it'd, it'd go too hot. But he's getting that dry heat effect at first to set his bark. And then uh, he so switches. He sets his bark first. He sets his bark first on. Then he switches to the water pan. Does he wrap? And then he wraps it at the end mm. and still finishes. Now, the, what gets me though. You're going to cook the bark off, wouldn't you? In the wrap? In some point, but it's, it goes back to like when you're setting the, setting the seasoning on ribs. When you can cook it enough to where you rub it and it don't come off. You've cooked that into it. Yeah. And so the same philosophy there works. Yeah. Um, I got you. And it makes sense. And he cooks it the whole time on the a whole dry time. backwoods. Not the whole time. No, just okay. the first two okay. hours. Then he adds water. Just to set the, just, just just to to set set the, the smoke, bar. set the bar. And then he'll add more Then he can go to his water. water. Then it'll be wrap time in a couple hours. And then it's just cruising the rest of the way. Now, the, the what makes it a challenge after that on him is, is setting the finishing bar. If you're going to do that, you got to give yourself more time on a water smoker. But for the backyard guy, if you've got a if you've got a cooker and you want to put a pan of water in it, put a pan. On, it's not going to hurt it. Yeah. Is it going to make it any better? Probably not. Yeah. It's not I mean, necessary to have a barbecue. Unless your smoker, unless your smoker comes with, and that's part of the function of that smoker, whether it's an electric smoker, whether it's backwoods, whether it's a Smoky Mountain, whatever. You need to use it in those. You need to use the water in those because it's what's regulating your heat. It's more, it's more controlling it. Yeah, it's controlling it. it. Yeah. It's the buffer between your fire and your cooking rack. Yeah. On some smokers. And that's, you absolutely need to use it there. Now you can run it, like I said earlier, with, with the sand. Um, but don't build as big a fire. Don't go, don't, you know, do the minion method on that and think it's, it's going to get, a, it's going to get away from you. Have you ever tried adding other moistures? Like um, apple juice yeah. or beer. Or- we we play with that, especially in comp barbecue, dumping apple juice in there and um, trying to add some different flavors in the water pan, putting onions in it, mm-hmm. you know, putting garlic in it, anything that can kind of cook and add to the what the aroma. You, what happened if you put an onion in the water pan? Did it just cook yeah, like it yeah. like you boiled it? It is. It, it it absolutely does. It mix. I mean, you cook soup or anything on your stove, yeah. and it cooks and comes together. And you can smell it. Yeah. It gets in there. I mean, it, it makes it good. The water or the barbecue? <laughs> I mean, it makes it smell good. I don't yeah. know how much of it's really translate. Could you tell yeah, the difference if I had? Can you tell the difference in the food? No, but it sounds good to the judges when you tell them all that. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's the big thing. I th- you know, there's nothing wrong with cooking on water smokers. They work just, I mean, they, they, 
it's it comes back to learning what you got, learning how to control the fire, and if that's the you know if you want if you if you like cooking with that moisture in there and that buffer, go for it. You know, there's heck, I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't personally do it. I don't think it's necessary. You know, but you don't. But you're not. not you don't really it. get a lot of my, flavor. You know, from the biggest, that. my biggest thing with it, man, it makes the cleanup a lot more to me because you have to deal with that water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, how for, do you overcome daily? Of how do you overcome having all this water at a contest? You got to go somewhere with it. I mean, <laughs> where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if we're on grass and they have a designated grease, you know, kind of grease water drain area. That's see, that's your problem. You can't just put it in a grease pit because it's got water in it, and you can't just put it on the ground because it's got grease in it. <laughs> so you got to get creative, right? <laughs> so a lot of times, and that's why we we wouldn't jobs. do this, but we'd rip water jobs. <laughs> yeah, we never it. did this, but we saw yeah. other people. <laughs> <laughs> I never did it. I promise. There's been a few times like, don't use that port john. The port john's done. It's time what do you to mean go. it's done? And that was always the last thing to do is drain yeah. the water. So we, I mean, you got to think when we're cooking these big smokers. Now a little pan of water, you know, throw it out or you know, pour it in something, pour it in another container, throw it in the trash. But when we're talking gallons, you know, there's probably 35 gallons Buckets. in a hog cooker. Yeah. In our hog cooker, um, I don't even in a just a regular competitor. There's five gallons, I would bet. That's a bucket full. Well, that's a lot of grease and a lot of water, you know, nasty stuff. And so you got to get rid of it. Well, I know when we were, we used to cook at home and practice cooking the driveway and do stuff. I ain't saying I did it, but you know how you got the storm drains out on the curb or whatever. We would take, I don't know how many buckets. Not we. I don't know we how. We heard stories. I don't know. People. I don't know how many buckets. I don't know how that water ended up in there, but I do know that the city up comes out because Neighbors start complaining because I guess I don't know cats and all kinds of stuff. Start, <laughs> rats probably get attracted to it, but it's just a storm drain, you know. I don't know where it goes. I guess back to the city treatment plant or something. <laughs> what they do? Well, they come out and look. is that what we were? They were. In they our gave us house? a nice little notice. Now that well, I don't remember whose house it was. Oh, it was that was at my parents' house. Yeah. But they gave us a nice Did little they? notice and painted on the. They actually come out with a crew and painted on the storm drains for rainwater only. <laughs> and we got a notice knowing if you put anything in the. Well, it wasn't just that. People were putting leaves and, you know, grass trimmings. And it was. Have you ever seen good. Christmas Vacation? <laughs> it was one cousin Eddie Stogie ready for blowing Rudolph to the moon. <laughs> So, but that was the last time I drank anything in storm drain. Most of the time it goes in the grass, but it's going to kill whatever grass yeah. you pour it on. It's, I mean, and that's my thing. I mean, I hate having to get rid of water smokers. And one thing they could be now dealing with this hot water, it's been boiling. Yeah. Is when you're trying to get in a contest or you're getting ready to, to shut down, you got to do And it's hot. And buddy Justin was cooking with us one year over in Arkansas and he was trying to, Change the configuration on a Weber smoking mountain. He had the hot water in there. He took the ring off and grabbed it and poured it all over. He was wearing flip flops, I think, or something. He ended up spending that week, the rest of that contest, his foot off in a cooler of ice the whole time. We just, he had a beer cooler here and a chair here and his foot in another cooler of ice because <laughs> he had scalded himself with that water. Yeah. So it's dangerous. You know, when, you, when you're thinking of dealing with that hot water, I mean, it, it can, it can hurt you. It's, yes. it's boiling. Believe me. I've never done that to myself. The absolute worst thing 
is to leave it in there. And we've done that too. And you want to talk about something that'll puke you instantly. (laughs) Man, you walk up on a backwoods that's been setting in the summer that ain't been, that's had the, you know, grease water in it for. Somebody forgot to drain and clean the backwoods. It probably don't take long. Maybe two, not even two weeks. It'll get, it'll, oh man, the word don't describe how nasty it gets. Molds everything. You got to completely pressure wash, degrease. You got to do something with that water. It's, and it's a smell that, it's one of those smells that you just don't forget. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, how the water pan smells when it's dry. Yes. You open one up, it's been, that ain't uh, been cleaned or that drained. That smell, but moldy. <laughs> so that, that was one reason why I quit cooking on them. We got tired of cleaning. It was, it was a pain dealing with the water. And so we just, I mean, we know, still have it backwards. I still in got the one garage. in the garage. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, they're fantastic cookers, but just know that you got to deal with the water, mm-hmm. whatever the cleanup. Yeah. It's a little more on them. And I've seen some people buy those auto waters. Yeah. Where it keeps it filled yeah, and all that. It yeah. keeps it filled. How do you drain that water? It's still got a ball valve drain on yeah. it that you can spread. You, what I learned on the backwoods, and this was the easiest way to clean them. As soon as we got through cooking, we would empty the firebox. We break all the coals out, shovel them, put them in an ash bucket, put a lid on it, stop them. Then immediately we'd pull, put a five gallon bucket right up to the drain, drain the cooker right there. Don't put any more water on it. Drain it all the way and get some old rags and just wipe, completely wipe everything out and then throw those away because there ain't no saving yeah. them because they're disgusting after that. But then it stops it from molding. You've got all the moisture out. There's enough residual heat usually in the fire chamber to kind of dry it out. And then you don't have to worry about spraying any water in there. You don't wash your seasoning off. The racks, you know, aren't, they're, they're pretty much, you just scrape them down real easy. They clean easy. And that was the easiest way for me. And we still had this, you know, five gallons worth of water we had to deal with. And that's what the port John's for. <laughs> yeah. That's what the port of John's for or the grass or ditch or wherever. <laughs> it's not. That's probably why the EPA hates barbecue right there because of backwoods water. <laughs> <laughs> Grease water, Grease water, water pans. Yeah. So, can you use? Uh, this is something that we get all the time. Can I use one of your recipes on a water cooker? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The only thing that's different might be the the uh, cook time because the temperature you're probably cooking at a little bit lower temp. I mean, I'm not saying you can't run 300 with a water smoker, but you're gonna spend more time putting water in it than you're gonna <laughs> cook it. You know. So yeah, you can definitely do them. What well, um. My thing is just know that you got water in there and it's 212. It's, you know, when you got a good fire under it and you're run, trying to cook it 225, 250, that water is rolling. And you got to make sure you don't let it burn dry. It may put a little bit more cook time on. Um, you can get by without basting. You don't have to wrap as soon and it's going to take you a little bit longer to build bark on the back end. Once you learn that, you turn out some fantastic barbecue on them. And if you don't believe me, cook pork butt and cook ribs on them. They're great. Do I think it can cook brisket as good as a dry cooker? No, I don't. I think you can cook better. I think you can get better bark on dry heat. And I like bark, so I cook primarily on dry heat now. That's my whole take on water smokers. I think I don't know if I have any more notes. You answered all my questions. So I think I did put on here that if you got a hog cooker, I think a water smoker cooks the best hogs there is because hogs need low and slow. Well, Betty, you're old, old forgotten about Betty. She's the one responsible for wrecking a lot of poor Everybody knows about Jolene. Everybody knows about Jolene. Nobody remembers Betty. Old black lady. She's, (laughs) man, 
I got to get her cleaned up and back in the back in the in the playing field. Don't I? <laughs> yeah. She need to, I need to bring her out of retirement. She's just sitting over there in the old field, probably broke down. Stuff piled on her, probably full of dirt daubers. I was supposed to say raccoons or something. <laughs> raccoons. I don't know raccoons. <laughs> Some little baby possums yeah. living up in there. Have you seen that one video? It's like a YouTube video where somebody opens their grill. It's full of, yeah, it's full it of possums. Yeah, full of possums. <laughs> That's what's I happening. Think, yeah, probably is. I mean, it could be. <laughs> I need to get her cleaned up, though. I've been wanting to cook a hog, so maybe, maybe yeah. uh, we'll do that. You and Mark made a plan. In the pool this past weekend. Oh, we're doing Oktoberfest hog, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Halloween hog. Halloween hog. And a costume party and everything. That's going to be... What are we going to come as your favorite what? Just however you want to dress? Animal. <laughs> it's not... Know. I don't know about that. It's just a costume party. Costume party. Well... But what do we got lined up? So we're... So this weekend, we're catering. I'm doing a catering job for a family member. As soon as we leave here, I've got to go buy pork butts. I've got to go buy chicken. What are we doing? Beans. Um, I'm, I'm just going to do... We're going to do pulled chicken and pulled pork. Yeah. I'm going to do traditional... Coleslaw, you know, baked beans, banana pudding. Just regular, that's not going to be bad. Potato chips. I'm, oh, can I make some white sauce for the pulled chicken? It's on my list. That's You've what, that's what I'm going to do that. If y'all have never done whole chickens... I don't care what season. You can just put salt and pepper and garlic on them and smoke them to the. I don't know. I like I like running them a little hotter, like three hundred mm-hmm. until they're about one hundred sixty five in the breast. And let them sit and pull them, and then make up that white sauce recipe. It, it will make so, a killer sandwich. It is with a slaw, man. It's so good. It's and it's really good for um, something like this because there might be some people that don't necessarily like pulled pork. That's right. You know, um, because it is kind of how many people is it? Fifty people. It's like. No, it's like 30 or 40. Okay. So and a lot of them are older. We're just doing the family, the family dinner part yeah, of it, Yeah, it's just right? the family dinner part. So I'm a thinking four chickens and, would be plenty. Yeah. That'll make a nice pan, half pan, full pulled chicken. And that white sauce is killer. Yep. So, um, and you could do the white sauce on your pulled pork sandwich, too. I like it on. Yeah, it's yeah. good on pork. It is good on pork. It is. It's really good on chicken, but it's good on pork. But, um. So you do a banana pudding? Doing a banana pudding. Are you going to put the cream beans. cheese in it? Yeah, or is it going to be a traditional banana pudding or are you hey, really good banana pudding? I'm a really good banana pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I like a traditional banana pudding. If it's yeah. you know, right out of the oven. It's We're awesome. Like like Kim, our, our, our sister-in-law made one back at Christmas. And this was like Easter. the recipe. Where did she get that recipe? It was off the. She said it's just on the banana Nilla wafer box. Man, that was such a good banana pudding. But, but, the, it's but summertime, different. that's like a that's like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas banana yeah. pudding. And it's this difficult. is a summertime banana pudding you make. It's like put instant pudding mix, yeah. but it's got Cool Whip, it's got cream cheese, it's got actual bananas in it. Some Sweet people don't like bananas. Milk. Uh, all the good stuff. There's no telling how many points that is on our Weight Watchers. <laughs> I bet I can't even have none of it. I can look at it though. Can I lick the spoon? Maybe that's six points. <laughs> If I have two beers and lick a banana pudding spoon, I'm screwed. You're done for the day. Yeah, that's all I can have. It's water and <laughs> celery for you for the rest of yeah, the day. Yeah, what's all the free point stuff? The fruit and the fruit and veg. eggs. Eggs. You can have eggs. Yeah, I'll be all right. I can eat eggs and banana pudding spoon and two beers. I'll be good. You just got such a bad attitude towards this Weight Watchers thing I'm trying to make you do. I got to watch my weight. <laughs> Then um, we're going to meet church next week. So yep. we might, are we going to do a podcast? We need to. Yeah. We'll get it in. We're going to Waxahachie, Texas. Waxahachie. Yeah, it's, right, yeah. it's just south of Dallas. That's, that's going to be fun. 
And um, we're going to do back to back classes Saturday and Sunday with, at the Meat Church. What's then we're going to leave it? Sunday and church. I got a hotel in downtown Fort Worth. We're going to take Michael, show him the cattle drive. Go to some restaurants. Yeah. Just, maybe go to Heim Barbecue, maybe. I don't oh, know. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we really don't have much of a plan. He wants to see the cattle drive, and he wants to go to Ripley's, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do the drill tour stuff, huh? So what about Billy Bob's? Right. Can we get on the cow? We can put him on the, will they let kids go in there I during the day? I think they do. During I mean, the day. Yeah, it's. It's not honky-tonky during yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we might do um, that too. Yeah, let him go in there and get a picture of the I'm going to go bowl. to Joe T. Garcia's. Margaritas are not going to be at Joe T. What about Sunday night when we go over there? I was going to let him pick the restaurant. Okay. He likes Mexican. He does. And then and I'm uh, all for Hey, if he mm-hmm. says, let's go Joe T. Garcia's, I'm going to be very happy. I plan happy. on next week, I do plan on having a video, but it's going to be different. It's going to be kind of a comparison video because I've been getting. Everybody's been wanting to know how can you grill on one of these pellet grills? You know, can you cook a steak? I guess with the steak cooking being so popular, and I should have brought Mark in to, to help me with that. But everybody's, you know, ramping these cooking temps up on these pellet grills. So I've got one of the new Pro Series uh, Traegers. I'm going to cook steak on it. And I'm also going to cook one side by side on just like a propane grill, like a Weber propane grill. Something that and everybody see, see if it'll fire up and cook as good as, you know, see, if, see I hope it's better. I'm going to see if it'll cook one as good. So that What do you, you know, think is going to happen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can cook a damn good steak on it. On which one? Or both? <laughs> Pellet grill. Mark's, yeah. been, Mark's been doing it. Now, I'm not going to use grill grates. That's what I was I want to be fair. I'm just using standard equipment that comes with it. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about reverse sear, but I don't even think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to fire it up. It simple. Let's cook a steak. For and then just taste it and see, can you cook? Will it grill? Will the pellet grill grill? That's, what, that's pretty much yeah. what it is. Because you know you can smoke anything on it. You can crank it up and you can bake on it. Yeah. It does good at those temps. Why can't I? I'm going to turn it wide open. Just high Run it with some hickory it. pellets. And we're going to see if it'll grill right there on the grate. Compared so gonna, to a Weber grill running wide open. So are you going to do the two minutes turn, two minutes flip, two minutes turn? <laughs> I think I'm going to do a big porterhouse steak. So it might be a little more than two minutes. Okay. I'm just going to cook it. I mean, it's... If if all goes well and get these porterhouse steaks at Kroger, I'm gonna. Uh, they're probably heck. I don't know, 22, 24 ounce steaks. Or, you know, they're the thick porterhouses. I'm probably gonna cook it. I don't know, eight minutes a side total. Okay, a bit of total cook. Then let it rest. And that and you know, I, I got a little butter in mine. I'm gonna throw on there. And, you know, and then it, we're just gonna, go we're gonna side eat steak by today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a reason to eat porterhouse today. Yeah, we and it's also also. A porterhouse steak to me is a man steak. If you got to get your dad something next weekend, get him a porterhouse steak. I'll let him cook alone. it his way. Get him a six pack of beer and leave him alone. <laughs> and so that's kind of my thing. I do it. That's a perfect time to do this. As I was like at the end of the, I hadn't shot it yet, but at the end of the video, I think I'm gonna say something about you know, it makes a good dad's day. Yeah, you know? let's get your dad. What dad wouldn't want a porterhouse? Speaking of which, what do you want for Father's Day? A porterhouse steak and six pack of beer. <laughs> You and leave me alone. <laughs> no phone calls, no emails, no text messages. Just some peace and quiet. That sounds good. No, I really, I want a bourbon. I got to look the points up on that now. Porterhouse, I did. It's like four. <laughs> oh, uh, one Three shot. Three or four. Yeah. I'll save some points that day. <laughs> but that's about it. That's what we got that's coming up. Got. So hey, um, Shell, tell them, tell them where they can find us. I appreciate y'all listening.
If you uh, would like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, we appreciate y'all listening, and we'll see y'all next time.